everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ben vs. Noel, a Felicity podcast. I'm Brianna. I'm Kristen. Hi. Hi. Man, I feel like that intro went like the best it's ever gone just then. Hmm. Usually I put so much thought into it and that one just like rolled right off the tongue. Cool. Uh, you say the same thing every time. Well, sometimes you say like, here we are, another Monday. Ben and Noel, episode yeah. 17. Okay, yeah, I get it. I know. God, it only took me like 55 episodes to, you know, get on that. Right. Man, so we're one big episode off from meeting Avery, and hard to believe that she could get any worse, but she manages to on this episode, which is entitled Blackout, episode 13 of season three. My big takeaway from this episode is just kind of like, huh? Because there's a lot of storylines in this episode that were introduced that we knew nothing about but they kind of introduced them like we knew them you know like for example who the hell is this chris girl yeah yeah and like the ben being on academic probation it's convenient yeah that's that's my that's that was my big takeaway from this episode we'll just we'll just get into it we open the the story here with nolan felicity talking about loser pet shop loser pet store whatever who cares (laughs) Did I hear correct? And I rewound this, and I never rewind it. Did he say that they had four hundred thousand watches? Sure that did. seems that seems a little bit outlandish. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say we'll have to. Maybe we can ask Mark about that on Mark's corner today, if that's like feasible. Because you know we live in this era of like YouTube stars and YouTube sensations, and I feel like four hundred thousand views is an outlandish number and once you hit that is you're like six I don't know I don't know how many that shit works, yeah, that's but, like a lot for today right so like back in 2000 I mean they I know Noel's about to be the next fucking superstar how are they putting these episodes of loser pet store out is it because YouTube isn't really a thing yet and it's not on TV so that production company where Pete Hornberger runs things right but like I understand for sure <laughs> yeah so they they want to meet Noel, like some guy in Seattle, but only Noel, you know, because he's the face. <laughs> because they went to NoelCrane.com and were really impressed with his uh, works. Graphic design. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Anyways, and then in that conversation, Ben says that, he, or I'm sorry, Noel says that he's going to be bringing Ruby to this viewing party. Avery. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I, just, looked at, I just looked at my notes. Sean's having this viewing party. because Which Megan's sounds awful. So awful. Which Megan's friend, Chris, who just got a movie like to Sundance or something, is going to be in town. So he really wants to show it to her. And then Noel says he's bringing Avery. And Felicity says, you only like Avery because she looks like Ruby, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) I just like the face that she makes. Just kind of like. Yeah. So yeah, then we go to the Epstein bar. I just don't understand what the hell Avery is doing at the Epstein bar. How does she know Ben is there? She clearly is just there, almost like she was walking by and saw him in the window and then just like stopped in to say, hey, but you know, he's there studying at a bar by himself. And it just doesn't seem like Avery was invited. She just like showed up. Basically, I mean, not basically, she does offer to help him cheat on this test. She can get him old tests from last year and the year previous. And, you know, this is when he alludes to the fact that school just really isn't going well for him, which, you know, we know Ben isn't the strongest student, but I don't know. How hard is college? I didn't study a lot at all. And I was not good at college because I didn't study and I still managed to fucking get a diploma. 
Ben is acting like he's really stupid here. He just can't grasp what political science? The fuck? You know, from what I understand about academic suspension and academic probation from living with a person who was constantly like on this roller coaster of being on academic suspension and academic probation, it's like real difficult to be in this position. To your point, you have to like try really hard to be that terrible at college and to be in that position that Ben is in. He seems like he goes to his classes. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't, you know, really drink except for the occasional pint of beer at the Epstein bar. And he studies. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I mean, he made himself appear to be so dumb and like have a Donna Martin style like learning disability in this episode, which (laughs) if he does, that's fine. But he doesn't that we know of and he just can't grasp it. This isn't math. This isn't like philosophy. It's like political science. And Again, like this is a convenient storyline this episode that Ben is on academic probation or suspension or whatever he's on. He's on something that if he fails another class, he's going to get expelled. Yeah. And the other part that makes it hard to believe is that we've barely seen any of them go to class this entire season. So this is like our first introduction this whole year that Ben is having a hard time with classes. And like pull pull the card like, hey, man, teacher, I was just in a shooting. So cut me some fucking slack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't play the gun card for very much longer, so keep playing it. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, we see that unfold. Avery gives them her cell phone number if he changes his mind. Whatever. I, can't, I cannot stand Avery. No no surprise there. <laughs> so, yeah, we the rest of the episode takes place, well, for the most part, in their apartment. Um, they all congregate there to watch this documentary, and we get our first glimpse of Chris, who, surprise, surprise, lets herself in. The doors aren't locked. Also, surprise, surprise, is Chris 45 years old? How the fuck old is this lady? She looks like a full-on, like she could have a 17-year-old child. Like, Megan could be her daughter. I don't know. I don't know if it's the haircut or... No, it's not the haircut. She just looks like an actual adult. It's very shocking. It's everything. I wrote down, was she a camp counselor? (laughs) I have no idea. This This woman, like, yeah, she definitely appears to be older. Got a lot of mom vibes going on. Yeah. So we are introduced, like, we see Felicity kind of second look at Megan when it's Chris who's coming, you know, so apparently there's this, Chris, this, like, lesbian love story back at camp in the day or whatever, or by their, so they're bisexual or they were experimenting. I don't know. This isn't a hard sell for Megan because Megan seems like she's just kind of go with the flow, like try anything once type of girl, all good, but Again, the fact that we have never heard a whisper of this Chris person, of Megan doing any sort of experimenting with guys or girls, whatever, it just was kind of outlandish. She's just being kind of like a freak in this episode. Like, she's so spastic. You know, Chris tells her she's in love with her still, and four years have gone by, and she still, like, wants to leave her fiancé for Megan. Hey, Chris, if you're this in love with Megan... And you guys haven't seen each other in four years. What the fuck are you waiting so long for? And like, why is she here right now? Yeah, and like, where have you been? Why didn't she come sooner? Yeah, I can't even, I have nothing positive about this storyline because it's just kind of like bonkers. Yeah, I, it's a stupid storyline. Like, I don't like all the back and forth about it. Because, you know, like, Chris gets there and like, whatever. And then they're in the hallway talking. And then the blackout happens. And then they go in another hallway. And then they're in the bathroom where they almost start making out. And it's just like, 
this whole time, Megan is just being like a huge bitch to Sean. I mean, I understand that nobody wants to, wants to watch this fucking documentary. I don't blame him. But Sean is completely in the dark about this entire situation. He doesn't know who Chris is. The only thing he knows about her is she's a filmmaker. And he's just trying to like get on her good side. And they're both making it like impossible. They're making it awkward for everybody. And nobody really knows why. Yeah, that's my thought about it. Yeah, and I feel I do feel bad for Sean because Megan's acting like she's embarrassed by him. Yeah, rude. Yeah, so we'll get, we'll get back to that later. But we see Ben studying again, and he's like talking to Felicity about it. It's just like it's just a lot to remember again. Like, <laughs> sure, like we're high, uh, and it's like calm down. I don't know, but now we know why he's so not calm. I didn't realize he was on academic probation there, but. Well, and like, you know what else is a lot to remember? All the coffee drinks and the menu at Dean and DeLuca, probably. But, you know, some repetition after a couple of days and you pretty much got it down. Kind of the, yeah. the, the pattern of life, you know? Yeah. Oh, and another thing with this Chris girl. Hey, like, she's like actively trying to get Megan to cheat on her boyfriend. She's totally willing to cheat on her fiance and like give this a go. But like, Megan has a boyfriend. He is right in the other room. Like, hey, Gina Gershon wannabe. Simmer down. You homewrecker. What part of her thought that after four years, she was going to go to New York for some reason to see Megan after all of this time, tell her she was in love with her, and what, Megan was going to leave Sean and she was going to leave her fiancé and they were just going to go live happily ever after with, after having what we understand as one night of whatever together? That's what she's basing this whole life fuck it in the bucket. What? Fuck it in the bucket? You know, like, she's just like, you know, just like saying, fuck it, let's do this. Again, we're led to believe she hasn't talked to Megan at all in four years. Megan's goth, which she didn't used to be goth. How did she used to be? I'm dying to know. Yeah, it's all just a little outlandish. Yeah, I can't even actually believe we're still talking about it. I didn't think we talked as much about it. It's kind of funny. Well, and my big, like, let's just put this to bed, okay? My big thing is... Sean freaks out when he finds them, like, almost mid-Mako, basically. And he's just like, it'd be really great to know if my girlfriend was gay. You know, you'd feel a lot different about this if I had a past with somebody who had a penis. Their fight is pretty hilarious, but at no point do either of them say anything about being bisexual. But then I had to remember this was 2001, and it wasn't like a, you know, I'm coming off Vanderpump where everybody is bisexual, and it's just a thing. Like, who cares? But it's just different, different times. Right. Yeah. Well, and, like... Everybody experiments. Like, and that doesn't mean you're necessarily bisexual. Like, everybody just might make out with a girl once in a while. You know? Who knows? I mean, college. Totally. Shot. <laughs> I kissed a girl and I liked exactly. it. I mean, so Sean and Megan break up, get back together. She sends Chris Packy and she's like, the thing is, is I broke up with him this time and I want to get back together with him. I can't wait to. Again, another storyline that's, like, a little bit getting old. Very, very true. And so basically then this whole Chris thing was just for nothing. Nothing comes of it. We don't really see their goodbye or her leave. Who cares? About, who cares? I don't give a fuck about Chris or her husband-to-be, you know? I hope they don't get married, and I hope she goes back to dating women, whatever makes her happy, you know? You do you, Chris. Exactly. Boom. So let's get into, like, the meat here. And I don't even know how much there is to talk about, like, Avery shows up at the party. She keeps finding ways to sneak and talk to Ben. She does not 
find ways. She is, I was going to make sure I use the word calculated during this episode because uh-huh. that's exactly how she is. People say Taylor Swift is calculated. She's not. You know who's calculated? Avery. Well, Taylor Swift is calculated in a good way. Yeah, in a cool way. I'm like Avery who just sucks at life. She is every girlfriend's worst nightmare. Yeah. I found, I told you this earlier, like I had a pit in my stomach while watching some of these scenes because we've all met girls like this. And this is like 10 times worse when Noel and Felicity and her are in the kitchen and she mentions Ben is having a hard time with class. Avery excuses herself and goes into the bedroom. And then Ben like asks her, he like kind of goes back out and asks her to call this guy. He's like, he wants to cheat. And then it kind of goes from there. Like they have a secret rendezvous out in the hall that Felicity overhears. Felicity catches Avery, like, staring at Ben yeah. when they're watching this documentary on a 12-inch TV. Which is a nightmare in and of itself. Okay, if you were at a party like this, and you caught some bitch, like, eyeing up Phil, like, not just, like, a glance, but, like, staring, I don't even know what my reaction would be. You can't really say anything, right? Because then you're the psycho girlfriend, or whatever. But, excuse me? I don't right. think so. Oh, oh, but, yeah, I know. Avery's blatantly staring at Ben. Felicity catches her. And then Avery realizes Felicity catches her and then looks away. Then, yeah, Felicity is, like, going to check on Megan or something. I don't know. And she, her flashlight goes out. So she goes to the closet to get more batteries and catches Avery and Ben, like, talking about the cheating. And she feels, like, very frustrated. She goes to Noel and tells him what's going on. But he, like, breaks up with Avery instantly. Sends her packing. Just to, like, circle back, when Felicity and Noel are talking and Avery, like, excuses herself, like you mentioned, if I'm Felicity, I am following that bitch to see where she goes. Felicity knows where she's going. She doesn't, like, lie and say, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. She's like, I'll be right back. Like, where the fuck do you think she's going? And, like, this is when Felicity is so trusting and it drives me nuts because, yeah, I would, I'd be like, where are you going? What are you doing? Hi. And even when she gets there and Felicity's, like, turned around and Avery's like, hi, Felicity. She's like, hey. Oh, God. But yeah, you have to give it to Noel because Noel finally like realizes what's going on and he calls her out and he's just like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. And she's like, oh, I understand. And he just like throws it in her face. Did Are you just using me to get to Ben? And she's just like flabbergasted. Like, that's an awful thing to say to somebody. Hey, Avery, you know what's awful? You. Yeah. So she leaves and then Felicity confronts Ben and she like questions him. Like, why are you cheating? What are you doing? And then he like word vomits his fucking academic probation shit and turns this whole thing around on Felicity, storms out. What is he doing? He knows Avery's interested in him and he knows Felicity's right. And like, he just leaves. And of course, Avery's waiting for him downstairs. And they go back to his loft or Sean's loft and they're drinking some beers because Avery's cool girl. And... Ben is starting, you can see it. He's like starting to... I mean, he's already basically emotionally cheating at this point, but now he's like falling even more into it. You know, they're sitting together on the couch, talking about her victim statement. She brings up Southampton for the first time. And like, she asks him the question, are you saying no because you don't think it's a good time? Or are you saying no because you have a girlfriend? And just the look on his face, Avery's giving him all the opportunity in the world to like tell her to fuck off. You know, not really, but, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But Ben is just falling into it, and he is digging himself deeper and deeper into this hole. Just this whole scene is just so disgusting because 
it just could have been stopped. I know nothing happened, but like, fuck. I mean, of course, Felicity goes over there to apologize after watching like about the cutest clip from the documentary. And as soon as Ben opens that door and like looks over his shoulder towards the bathroom, I would have been like, bye. I don't think so. Cause she knows, you know, she knows. Sorry. I just kind of word vomited right there. No. And I, maybe this is where he tells Felicity about the academic probation actually. And like breaks out at her again. And she's, she just leaves. And in exactly what you just said about the previous scene, he's making it all her fault. She's like, you guys are sitting here alone in the dark. It's like, well, it's a blackout. You know what, Ben? Fuck you and fuck your blackout. Like, that's not what she means. And you know that's not what she means. This is such a, it's a maturity thing, right? With guys and girls, like, twisting problems around to make them on the other person. It's something we've all done. It's something we've all been through. And it's like the most shitty feeling Mm -hmm. in the world. So I give Felicity all the credit in the world that she just like leaves. She doesn't sit there and argue with him and try to like make him see her point because he won't. He just can't right now. And so she just leaves and can't talk about it anymore. Yeah. What else can she do? I'm surprised Avery wasn't just waiting on the hallway to come back in for Ben. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So make sure you're okay. Stupid, stupid. And like, that's just like, it's also such a showing for Noel because Noel is so clearly in love with Felicity, but yet he knows she's upset. So he showed her that clip of what Ben said. So then it's the next day and I don't know if Noel like stayed over at their apartment, but he's there and Felicity is like, I'm sad. Like I know. And he's talking about moving to Seattle and she's like, and then you're moving. And he's like, I'm not moving. You know, he's just doing everything he can to make her feel happy. These next two episodes are my favorite Noel episodes. It's, I don't want to, it's the complete, not the complete opposite, but it's almost the way Avery should be acting, being interested in Ben. Like Noel is clearly in love with Felicity, like you said, but he is still trying to be her best friend and try to like make her see that Ben loves her and like, you know, give her advice that basically would make her and Ben work things out, but he's just being there for her. And then you got Avery on the flip side, just trying to like weasel her way in to get Ben to do the wrong things, which he is like eating out of the palm of her hand, basically. But I, I loved what he said. There's no way that Ben could like Avery. What are you talking about? You slept with her. Yeah, but I'm such a slut. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. When you're moving to Seattle, everything sucks. Seattle? No, no, I didn't. Did I say it was? I'm not moving to Seattle. No, I didn't even. I didn't even mean to say it. It was. Uh, no, I mean, you know how much it rains there? A lot. A lot, and, and and Bill Gates lives in Seattle, and we can't, obviously, you know, we think we can't live in the same town. So that's that's out, and, and well, Jimi Hendrix is from there, but so is Kenny G, and that nullifies the whole Hendrix vote, so. Um, no, uh-uh. I'm sad. heart breaks for her because this is the worst position to be in when you're in a relationship with somebody especially at that tender age (laughs) for sure you can like rationalize things different when you're older and have been through more things but yeah when you're that age it's hard and this isn't noel this isn't greg it's not craig david it's not who the fuck else this is ben this is the guy she followed to new york the guy that she's been in love with for years who is just treating her like shit. 
And that's like the hardest part about this, I would assume. And like the hardest pill for her to swallow is that this is the guy that she's changed her life for, you know, sometimes it's the smallest decisions that can pretty much change your life forever. This is her decision. And it's just like crumbling in front of her. Yep. So it's the next day, like we already said, and her and Noel, let me ask you this. Do you think that it's a little bit emotionally cheatery of Felicity to be like leaning on Noel this much? I know. I thought about that too, because when Ben runs into them on the street, like, is Ben mad that they're hanging out? He doesn't seem like it, you know? I don't think so, because right now, Felicity is so naive that she doesn't know that Noel is in love with her. She can't see anything else but Ben right now. And so in that aspect, I don't think that it is. But I definitely think it's a gray area for sure. And, like, one wrong step, like, you're teetering on either side of it. I mean, Noel is her best friend, mm-hmm. you know? I look at myself. I used to do the same thing with Mark all the time. <laughs> like, right. Uh, different, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you think it was? Uh, same as you, I guess. And yeah, we see Ben walking up, and I don't know what you make of this whole, like, the next two scenes, but, like, with him walking up, I feel like seeing him go to Avery right after that makes me think that he went to see Felicity out of, like, obligation. Mm-hmm. And when she didn't want to talk to him, he was like, cool, I didn't really want to talk either. He goes and sits outside of Avery's class where she's wearing some, like, red power suit. And she's at the deposition. Oh, got it. Okay. So he goes to the deposition and like waits for Avery. So he's he's all in right now. All in. I think you are exactly right. I think that this is the situation. And like we've seen this play out hundreds of times, hundreds of different ways on TV and movies in real life, whatever. But if she would have stopped hanging out with Noel, went back with Ben and went to talk to him, it would have gone a different direction. But I think he was, he clearly didn't, care that she didn't want to talk to him because he just walks away he doesn't try he doesn't say I know you're mad but please can we go talk I want to apologize please just come with me for a second he doesn't do any of that he watches them walk away and then he just leaves and he just kind of he has that fucking smug look on his face that's just like well I tried but I guess I'll just go hang out with Avery now because you know my girlfriend doesn't want to see me and she's just being a bitch so whatever yeah so yeah that's what we see like Avery brings up Southampton again to Ben and he Looks super interesting. Wonder what's going to happen next episode. Oh my God. It gives you the pit in your stomach. Like it brings you back to being this age again when shit like this was, I don't want to say common, but more likely to happen because you're just at that age. And it's just, it's the most gross feeling in the world. We see Ben in a lot of different forms in this entire series. And right now he is the worst boyfriend in the world and just an idiot for sure. Yeah. I basically hate Ben. You know, and next episode, which is entitled The Breakup Kit, is one of my favorite slash hated episodes of the entire series. Because it kind of is like, I do love this episode, but it's kind of like the fugue where you get a lot of those like stomach falling into your butt feelings. You know, it shines this light on Noel. This is for me when I really started to ask myself, should Felicity be with Noel? Like, should they end up together? Should she leave Ben? You know, it just... Anyways, we can get to that next week, but that's how we leave Felicity and Ben and Noel is separate. And I guess the other big storyline in this episode is Elena and her boobs. Yeah, like real quick synopsis of that. I'm not into the storyline at all, but she's convinced <laughs> that she needs a boob job to get Tracy back or to get guys to like her, which is this whole thing 
is so out of left field for Elena because she's a hundred percent. She's so empowered all the time and she's so confident that all of a sudden it's so fucking stupid. But the best part is when she drop kicks Richard <laughs> and like, I don't know. He says something. She's when she goes to apologize to him, her memories. Yes. <laughs> he calls them her memories. I like LOL pretty hard. You are absolutely right. This episode was a total disservice to Elena. Elena is not this girl who is shallow and even thinks about that. Elena is fucking badass. She's got like the coolest style. She's super freaking smart and like determined and just everything. And this was such, it just didn't make sense for her character. I can understand like for five minutes being like, God, Rose had a super big boobs. Like what a douche or something like that. But like, seriously just it was ridiculous at least at the end she justifies it like if he left me for some girl with bigger boobs then that's his loss but it's also a disservice to Tracy because deep down Elena knows Tracy better than that we as viewers know Tracy better than that and it was just like I I just don't know what they were trying to do with this episode and like these random ass storylines yeah it was just it could have gone a lot better it could have gone a bunch of different ways but this is what we got. So, and like, if Elena's gonna get a boo job, it's on her own like volition. It's not gonna be because of a guy. It's gonna be because exactly she wants bigger boobs. But like, yeah, it's she. She would never like her character would never ever do it for a guy. No, she oozes feminism. People, come on. Yeah, fuck yeah, boom. Yeah, so still no Javier in this episode. No Javier. No Javier. No Dina Deluca. We really, I mean, and another question I have is like, why are they watching this documentary at their apartment and not at the loft? My understanding from the loft is, you know, a lot more space, a bigger TV. I just don't understand why they went to the apartment when half of the crowd lives at the loft. And I I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe because it was Megan's friend and Megan lives at the apartment. Maybe. (sighs) All right. Mark's corner. Hi. Hi. Awesome. What did I like about this episode? I like seeing Noel and Elena kind of their back and forth. They're like actually really good friends and it's not when they're talking about her boobs and stuff. He's very objective about it and not like, Oh, boobs. This is when he was making the everything sandwich. Right. Which yeah. Is totally and I also weird. like that. I love sandwiches so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my dislike, you guys were just touching on it. Why was the center of all this Sean's film, the documentary? Like, I feel like he's shown that to a bunch of different people. Right. Like, is he submitting it somewhere now? Is it like going to be like, Yes. Instead of an ongoing series, now it's like this is a cut of a docu, like an actual documentary that he's going to send to film festivals or something. Good I question. don't know. Um, unpopular opinion. I actually kind of like Elena and Richard together. He's got the same like bravado as Tracy did, like kind of like into himself a little bit. Uh, but he didn't definitely doesn't have a swag. Like but today, fun to see where that went. Yeah. Oh, what? I think it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Different. Definitely unpopular. Yeah. yeah. Well. Anyways, he has some good one-liners in in the episode today. He does have some good one-liners. I really like it when Noel tells him to shut his pie hole. Shut your pie hole, Richard. (laughs) Mark laughed really hard when Richard called her boobs mammaries because that sounds like something Mark would say. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) This is a bunch of mammaries. (laughs) (laughs) I liked the whole episode where the blackout kind of theme, uh, like power goes out and everybody kind of comes together around the candles and stuff. That I liked about it. But yeah, I really dislike... Sydney or whatever her name is. What's her name? Avery. Avery? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sydney? She's the worst. Yeah. Who the fuck is Sydney, Mark? Who is she? Okay, cool. Nice seeing you again. <laughs> you too, Mark. 
see you again on FaceTime later today. <laughs> I like when Mark does Mark's corner and he tries to pretend like he doesn't see like you all the time. Like, you know. Right. Oh, Kristen, the sister, right? Hey. She's funny. Um, okay, least favorite and favorite. I think I went first last time, so why don't you go first this time? Okay. Um, least favorite. I'm gonna just go with like the way Megan treats Sean. It's uncomfortable. And then most favorite, um, I would have to say it's like some Richard Knoll back and forth. I just just funny. My least favorite is it's so hard to pick my least favorite because all of these storylines were pretty like outlandish and bonkers. I didn't like the Elena boobs story. Um, like, you know, we covered it. She's better than that. Whatever. My favorite was when, you know, the scene we inserted with Noel talking to Felicity when he's like, so I'm not, I'm not going to Seattle, blah, blah, blah. And just, it was adorable. And I really liked it. And that leads me into my pick this week, which should come as no surprise, hopefully that I am picking Noel. Noel did basically everything right this episode. I'm glad he's out of his funk. He has some stuff in the works now with the loser pet store stuff. And he is doing everything he can to help Felicity and be there for her all while harboring these intense feelings for her. Yeah, I pick Noel as well because I don't even know when the next time I'm going to be able to pick Ben is. Ben, True that. ben is apparently really stupid and he's been a terrible boyfriend, but a super good friend to Avery. I just, I can't even. And Noel is just, Noel, he's back. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And you know what? Sorry, one last thing. The fact that he even makes Felicity question if she's an easy person to talk to. Right. You know, it just goes back to putting everything on her, twisting it's making it her fault. It's, I mean, Felicity has faults for sure, but like being there for people and being a person to go to for help and advice is not one of her faults. She, that's where she excels. That's why she's a good friend and a good girlfriend. And I just can't believe he even like made her question that. Right. Done. Boom. Ugh. All right. Lifestyle categories. Yeah, man. Whoop, whoop. Let's see for food news. I don't have a ton of food news. Shocker. We are going out to Mark's parents again this weekend and we are bringing up it's my favorite time of year or like getting close to it. Like fruit was BOGO this week at Byerly. So I've got like a bunch of strawberries, some lemon plums, which have you ever had a lemon plum? No, your weird it's, fruit that you eat. Like I know your oranges I discovered I discovered them last year. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a plum that has like a hint of lemon. Um, it's just a just a delight. And yeah, I mean, I got organic strawberries today because they were BOGO. We've got some sumo mandarins like our other weird fruit we eat i'm just excited to have accessible fruit again it's back in season almost it's just great yeah really excited but yeah so we're gonna grill mark got some steaks from hacky mueller's that's about it i've been a little weary about eating normal dinners from when i barfed last week off chicken so yeah it's kind of like all i got for food news you got something to save us with or what um you've discovered your love for the air fryer Yep, we've been using the air fryer a little bit more. Last last week, I made a couple recipes out of my Skinny Taste one-and-done cookbook. I made some calzones, and last night we made fish tacos. So yeah, been been doing it. I don't know, are you like a big bagel fan? Um, I really like bagels, but my problem with bagels is that I'm like a leaning towards sweet bagels. So my go-to is like a cinnamon sugar bagel or a blueberry with strawberry cream cheese. Mark likes everything bagels. Got it. There's just been like a lot of bagel talk um, in the news lately. Big, like big talk about what? I don't know. Just like 
bagels in California versus bagels in New York. And like, I just, when I lived in Jersey, I lived about a half a block away, like maybe four doorsteps away from this place called Wonder Bagels. And it was phenomenal. In fact, I just Googled it because I wanted to see if it was still there. They've expanded a little bit. There's a couple Wonder Bagels now. Voted number one bagel in Jersey. So, and I just would go there all the time. It was so good. My favorite thing about like, not my favorite thing, but one of my favorite driving perks about when we head out like your direction is they have big apple bagels, which is hands down like way better than like a Brugger's. But once things like reopen and like kind of get back to like in the swing of things, there's been a couple bagel shops that have opened up in Minneapolis that we really want to try. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, yeah, we're bagel people. Cool. Got it. Yeah. Other food news. Um, I don't think really that I have anything worthwhile. Here's my question. So Kristen and I were kind of re-examining our lifestyle categories and like thinking about quarantine and when it started, like what the big uh big food trends were that try to get people by those two weeks of quarantine we thought we were gonna have. And you brought up the coffee, like whipped coffee. Mm-hmm. What can you think of anything else that was super like trendy like at the beginning of quarantine that you like haven't heard of again Mm, that feta cheese thing was super trendy it was the last like last month or whatever the baked feta Feta cheese thing baked feta i don't even know what that is oh where like you would put a block of feta cheese with tomatoes and other things in the oven and roast it and then it become like the sauce and you put it over pasta or something or bread everybody was doing it i can't believe i didn't hear about this that sounds delightful. Yeah, no, I don't know how I didn't hear about that. Yeah. No, oh, I can't think of a trend either. The whipped coffee was the big thing that came to my my head, but I can't think of anything Right. <laughs> what are you watching? Anything new? Or are you still on Vanderpump? <sighs> Vanderpump, done. Finished all of it. I got my hair done yesterday and was talking to Meg, who does my hair, and she asked the same question, and... She's like, oh, is it like a short show? Kind of trying to gauge how, because I said I watched it in about a month, you know, gauge how long of a show it was. And I'm like, yeah, eight seasons, about 22 to 24 episodes each. She had to like do the math in her brain. And she just kind of was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Ridiculous. But thankfully it's over. And I have started a new show, thank God, to another one of your recommendations, Good Girls, which... I am loving. Mark and I both really like it. It's just a great show. Like we were watching one of the episodes last night that like the show just kind of goes in roller coasters. Like it'll be really funny and then it gets like kind of dark, but then with humor. So I turned around at one point yesterday and I was like, I'm just making sure you're watching this and that I wasn't making the storyline up in my head because it seemed kind of outlandish, something about cutting up bodies. And uh, yeah, no, it's a great show and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I've, I watched it as well. I, watched, I finished season two quite a while ago, but season three did just come on Netflix. Mae Whitman is like who I want to be my Hollywood best friend. She just seems like adorable, hilarious. Is there a hair color or a hairstyle that Mae Whitman cannot pull off? She can pull them off. It's them off. insane. I, I mean, you, you watch Parenthood and you see her go through like dark to light to short to long. And it's like now she's got platinum. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, shaved in perks of being a wallflower. I love her platinum hair this so far this season. It's super cute. And I love everybody in this show. It's great. Yeah. Taking my time, though. Right. A couple episodes a night, boom. 
that's not really taking your time when there are only like 10 episodes a season. I know, but I'm trying not to watch a season in a night, basically, because there's only three. But my question I have to you is, have you heard about Grey's? Coming back tonight. Yeah, but have you heard about the end? Well, I've seen like theories about the end. Well, so the showrunner now put out a statement yesterday that she's creating two episodes. One a season finale and one of them a series finale because she isn't sure which way the show is going to go yet, but they're planning for both. Oh, interesting. And, you know, as a big Grey's fan, I'm going to go ahead and say, I hope they just end it because this show's got to go. It's yeah. <sighs> cool. Can't wait. To, can't wait to see it. I haven't even seen last season yet. Oh man. Oh, God. So yeah, that's my TV news. Other than I just want to remind myself that the handmaid's tale comes back at April 28th and I am ecstatic for it so awesome cool totally what about you um we finished yellowstone quite the little cliffhanger we haven't started anything new let me ask this question that i think is on my mind and everybody else's mind how did you ever finish the um night stalker no you son of a bitch i forgot i forgot all about it um we did start watching last chance you last night on netflix um about East LA's basketball team. So I think that would be pretty good. I hate you. <laughs> we'll finish it. This was our deal. No, the deal was to watch an episode. But yeah. Um, did, did you ever watch The Real World? Here and there, yes. Did you listen to the new um, Bachelor B-side with Kyle Brandt and Julia Littman? He's from did not. Real World Chicago, which was in 2001. So it was during September 11th when they brought in the TV for like the first and only time during Real World history. Anyways, great, great listen. Really enjoyed it. Um, and I did like dabble in real world every now and then. And there's a couple of seasons I really liked. Chicago being one of them. It kind of makes me want to go back. Do you think you could go back and watch that show? No, no. Be tough. I saw that they were on like Netflix or Hulu or something. Speaking of that, I can't forget to mention this. Felicity is coming back to Hulu. Oh, that's how I watched it yesterday. Finally. But yeah, I remember like Hawaii, definitely Vegas. New Orleans, Paris. Those are the real worlds that I remember. I only remember certain people. Like, I know, like, you still watch, you and Mitch watch that show, The Challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, there's still people that I recognize that are just so fucking old now from some of the real worlds. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. I don't, we're really not watching anything new. We've been playing a lot of Scrabble. Trying to think if there's any, like, noteworthiness news I can just, like, throw down. I forgot to mention last week during Lifestyle Categories that Walter fell through an ice hole when we were up at Mark's parents and almost drowned. But it's fine. I just retold that story last night to Meg, and it's really traumatic. It was traumatic. Yeah. Hey, three three more months till the wedding. That's my other big Lifestyle news. Well, three months tomorrow, but oh my god, barf. Nice. Yep, that's all, all moving along. We're trying to get the shower set up and... Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. I don't know where these weeks keep going. Future. Oh my god. Like, I can't believe it's St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday. Oh yeah, that's Phil and mine's 10-year anniversary from our first date. I can't believe you and Phil have been together for 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years since the fucking tsunami debacle in Hawaii. Like, just, where do the years go? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, like 10 years ago, this day, we were in Hawaii, and that um, there was a huge earthquake in Japan, and... Hawaii, Maui was under all these tsunami warnings, so we had to evacuate, and for the whole night, we had to go up and just sit in our cars at this golf course with, like, hundreds of other people. It was crazy. Nothing happened. It was 
no, nothing happened. But like leaving the condo was like a scene from fucking Independence Day. I can still see all of those cars and all of the headlights and just the panic. Like, were we going to die? Nobody knew. I was like four Xanax is in at that point. So I probably didn't care either way. But, uh, you know, it's a good story for the kids. Speaking of kids, I'm not pregnant, but I just wanted to, you know, Mark and I had our first overnight with Michael. And other than being like balls to the wall tired, it, it went pretty well. We survived. Yep. He seemed like such a happy baby every time I was on the phone with you. <sighs> that kid. He's so cute. He's never going to do anything wrong, you know? Yeah. Well, on that note, um, we will be back with you guys next week for the big breakup kit episode, episode 14, which means after next week, there are three more episodes of this season. Yeah. And then we've got one season left. Let us know your requests for our next deep dive podcast. I almost restarted Friday Night Lights the other night. But then you thought, just made me think of that. You thought maybe, just maybe. We'll be. Just maybe. Hold on. I got to do social media first because we actually have some. Basically, the only social media content this week was everybody agreeing how terrible Avery is. You know, for instance, we've got uh, the Felicity Dear Sally. Like, I loathe Avery. And then another follower of ours, Catacorn underscore 75. Hate is too kind of a word. She's just vile. Boom. Love it when we can just connect on how much we all hate Avery so much. Right. Well, all right, cool. Everybody, have a great week. We'll be back with you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.